Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the UK and Ireland, brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of IB Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior Editor of Insurance at Insurance Business, and today we're going to be digging into the myriad of ways cyber risk has evolved in recent years. And who better to lead that conversation than Chris McMurray, a cyber insurance specialist and Managing Director of Cyber at Travellers Europe. It's great to have you here and to anchor our conversation, it'd be lovely to find out a little bit about how you've seen the cyber insurance landscape shift since you started your career in insurance. I think it's pretty much unrecognisable, both in terms of coverage, the underwriting process, and even the awareness of the product. I think the product started off life in the US as something that covered online media or errors in data processing, and it typically excluded first-party coverage. Now within the market, you have a large selection of policies from reputable markets, picking up both first- and third-party exposures, providing both pre-loss and crucially post-breach response and exposure right through your supply chain. And I think how underwriters underwrite cyber and trade that business has moved on quite significantly. So in the past, insurers would just rely on a proposal form provided by the client and they would base their underwriting solely on that information. Now many insurers, including ourselves at Travellers, use third-party tools that gain additional insight into that security landscape of an insured. And that not only allows underwriters to make better informed underwriting decisions, but also plays a consultancy-type role to clients and it makes them aware of gaps in their cybersecurity that they may not have been aware of. And I think the other change that I've seen has probably been the awareness as a whole. So the product in the early days, I think, was perceived as being something that was just for large organisations. And whilst I think there's still quite a bit of work to do, I think there's a better understanding now that businesses of all shapes and sizes have a cyber risk exposure and that cyber insurance can be a key risk management control to reduce that risk. And with that, what sounds like a a rapid and significant evolution in mind, can you offer a breakdown of the cyber risk that you see facing UK businesses today? What are the main threats and and who are the main targets? So the first thing to say is is cyber doesn't recognise geographical boundaries. So the exposures facing UK businesses are the same that businesses are facing globally. Ransomware remains a high-level threat, and indications are that the number of ransomware-related incidents has continued to increase at a pace in the last year. I don't think that's something that's likely to slow down, and companies from SME level right through to large multinationals are all in scope for threat actors. In addition, we are seeing an increased amount of business email compromise. Phishing attacks have developed to a very sophisticated level. From the early days when an email with spelling mistakes or other obvious tells made them easier to spot, You have firms in the professional services space and the financial services sector in particular at the moment that seem to be seeing a lot of activity. And I think it's why it's imperative that companies have an ongoing training program to help their employees identify something that doesn't look or feel quite right and don't allow the threat actors in. In addition, a data breach leading to a loss of data or the threat to leak data remains a major concern due to the cost of not just removing the threat from your network, but also potential regulatory punishment and, of course, any reputational damage that comes along with that too. It's interesting to see the evolution of the cyber threat landscape and obviously cyber insurance is is a critical tool in the toolkit of fighting cyber risk. And and where does cyber insurance uptake currently sit among UK businesses today? 
interestingly, the, the take-up within business is still fairly low. Uh, and whilst various numbers are out there, I think commonly you'll see around 10-12% take-up seems to be a reasonably consistent estimate. So that means, of course, there's a lot of companies out there without protection. And with the threat continuing to increase in terms of volume of attacks and sophistication of those, that's a concern that many businesses are not prepared should a breach occur. And the sad reality is that if you haven't already suffered a breach, then it's likely you will have one at some point. And then a lot of businesses are just not prepared for that, particularly if they don't have a cyber insurance policy in place and all the benefits that come along with that. And with that protection gap in mind, from conversations with your broker partners, what do you think is holding back UK businesses from purchasing cyber insurance coverage? I think I think this is multi-layered. So the cyber market over the last two or three years was a, was a hard market cycle. So that meant there was reduced capacity in the market, the cost of what was available was high, and the coverage itself was more restricted than it would be in a more regular or a soft market cycle. The good news from an insured perspective right now is the market conditions have changed, and there's definitely more capacity in the market than probably there's ever been. That's resulted in prices coming down. At the same time, coverage has advanced along with it. And I think on top of this, whilst there is still a lack of understanding of the threat businesses faced, I think this has continued to reduce a little bit. But as I mentioned earlier, there is work to do. Uh, and I look at the SME segment in particular, and I think there's potentially still a false perception that cyber threats only apply to large businesses, and that's because that's what they see in the press. So I think there's a, as an education piece that the, that the market has to play within that. The other point I would probably argue that has an impact is the economic environment. You know, cyber doesn't exist in a silo. You know, globally, we're going through some choppy waters at the moment. We're fresh out of a global pandemic. That has left many businesses in various sectors feeling the pinch somewhat. And the thought of then having to pay more to add another insurance product to their, their existing portfolio, that's probably going to sting a bit. So I think the flip side of that, though, is should they suffer a cyber breach, the cost of that to the business is likely to be far higher than any potential cyber insurance premium that they may pay. No, I think it's an excellent point, and it is such an interconnected risk environment that we have at the moment. But of course, as the agent of the insured, it's brokers who are tasked with educating policyholders. So what do you think is holding back some insurance brokers from having conversations about cyber? I think the cyber insurance market as a collective still needs to do a better job in education for both brokers and clients on what the exposure is and how the product actually responds to that risk. I think there's still a mystique around cyber insurance that you know could be cleared up fairly easily. And when I think of the UK, I think particularly regionally, there's work to be done on this piece. You know, London market, you have dedicated cyber brokers who are able to understanding depth, the exposures, the coverage options out there, and they can do a good job of relaying that back to their clients. Regional brokers tend to be more general in how they operate, so they have to deal with PI, DNO, crime, for example, in addition to cyber. And it's unreasonable probably to expect them to have that same level of cyber product and market knowledge. And that, in turn, may make them more reluctant to have those conversations with their clients. And that's a big hurdle that the cyber insurance market needs to be able to assist them to actually get over to, to spread the take up when it comes to the product itself. As you mentioned, that is a significant hurdle to overcome. So how is Travelers working to support its broker partners in having better conversations about cyber risk and how cyber insurance can support policyholders? Well, there's, there's many areas we looked at. So we've recently launched an online broker education module. 
So this asks the broker a host of questions and gives them a score based on the, the answers on their current cyber knowledge. Then based on the areas they have for improvement, there is content that they can access to further educate themselves. In addition, the, the cyber team work closely with our marketing team to produce documents such as our broker sales pack that includes our coverage overview, industry specific exposures to look for and claims examples on how we've managed them through our first class incident response. In addition, we have run various virtual and in-person training sessions with the cyber team and our broker partners to help them have more informed conversations with their clients. It sounds like you and your team are doing a lot of great work to really educate the markets. And for brokers who are looking to find out a bit more about that work, what's the best way to get in touch with you? You can contact us via email at cybereurope at travels.com or via our personal email addresses. We're also available on our cyber hotline at 0203 207 6530 or via our personal numbers or you can find out more information at the Traveller Cyber website which is just www.travellers.co.uk forward slash products forward slash cyber hyphen insurance. Fantastic. Well, I would strongly encourage any broker looking to find out more about cyber risk and how to protect their clients to access the expertise of you and your team and Thank you so much, Chris, for finding the time to speak with me today. Good to chat to you again. Thanks very much. It's an absolute pleasure. And thank you also to everybody for tuning in. And I look forward to welcoming you next time here on IB Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of IB UK Talk. You can listen to the latest episodes on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all major listening channels. Just search for IB Talk.